which lay in the land bridge between Maui's two mountains. From the shape of the land below, she reasoned out that the peaks she had seen first must be those of the smaller western mountain. She tried to make out more landmarks, but as the plane made its final approach into the city of Kahului, her view was obscured by clouds again. Ree sat back in her seat with a bounce. No matter. She would have plenty of time to see everything there was to see on the island, even without an airplane. Haleakala was 10,000 feet tall. She'd read that from near the top of it, you could look out towards the other volcano and see the ocean on both sides of the land bridge at once. She'd definitely be doing that. Her spirits remained high as the plane touched down and taxied. Her view out the window in the low-lying valley was less dramatic. But if she gazed out over the asphalt and past the bland airport buildings, she could see the West Maui Mountain in the distance. Despite her excitement, her exhaustion caught up with her again as she waited an eternity to deplane, dumped the worthless inflatable pillow in the nearest trash can, and followed the signs to baggage claim. At some point as she moved through the disappointingly generic airport, she must have slipped into autopilot because as she stood by the luggage carousel sizing up a nearby bench for a nap, she suddenly realized she could remember nothing since leaving the jetway. For a brief moment, she even forgot which airport she was in. Sheesh, she was tired. Hauling her bag off the carousel caused an unexpected wrench in her back, and she stretched her spine and rotated her shoulders with a grimace. She was in excellent shape physically, and she wasn't used to such bodily protests. Then again, her body wasn't used to spending 36 hours straight in airplanes and airports, including trying to sleep with her knees drawn up on a two-seater bench overnight at LAX after her first flight to Maui was canceled yesterday. Ignore it. You're in Hawaii. She pulled up the handle on her bag and headed off toward the pickup curb. A cluster of transport people stood near the doors holding signs. She scanned them, but saw nothing relevant, then jumped when she realized that a person standing not four feet away was looking at her and waving. The woman was about her own age, had a blonde ponytail, and wore an aqua-colored polo shirt emblazoned with the Foundation for Ocean Mammals logo, a breaching humpback whale. Shreya? the woman asked tentatively. Ree tensed a bit. Then she smiled. It's Ree, but yes, that's me. Nice to meet you, the woman enthused, shaking her hand. I'm Kaylee. I'm the HR assistant working with Trish. Did she tell you what the plan is for today? Ree's head spun a little. Kaylee's voice was high-pitched, and she talked at light speed. A flurry of emails had occurred in the hours since Ree's flight cancellation had kept her from showing up at orientation on time. But for the life of her, she couldn't remember their content. One sleepless night in an airport, her brain might be able to tolerate but she hadn't slept the night before either, thanks to the fun-filled family going-away party that had seemed like a great idea at the time. She greeted Kaylee with a smile, hoping to remember the plan in the process. But she needn't have worried, as the chatty HR assistant was happy to supply it. Can I carry anything for you? Oh, you just have the one suitcase in the backpack? Okay, well, follow me then. Trish said for you to just leave your stuff in the van, and I should take you straight to the marina as soon as we get to Ma'alaya. 
This morning's orientation was all classroom stuff, I guess, but this afternoon all the interns are going on the boat, and they're going to wait until you get there, so we don't want to hold them up. Oh, no. Kaylee stopped abruptly, and so did Ree. I forgot. I brought your shirt and everything. You're supposed to go ahead and get changed. Kaylee reversed course and led Ree toward a restroom, then handed her a canvas tote bag which also bore the Foundation for Ocean Mammals logo. This has a shirt and your name tag, she explained. You can go ahead and change into shorts and sandals if you want. You'll be going right out onto the boat, Trish said. Ree blinked. Right out onto the boat, onto the Pacific Ocean. Her heart pounded with excitement. She had waited forever. Now it was happening so fast. No matter, she took the tote, wheeled her suitcase into the restroom and changed. It was not until she emerged from the stall and examined herself in the mirror that she noticed the name on her engraved plastic name tag, which had already been attached to her shirt. Shriha Sullivan.